John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltigup. This is the High Game Podcast. The High Game Podcast. Where are we recording from, John? Beautiful West Seattle, Washington, Ed. And? And? Southern Southern California. Yeah, Yeah. we love it. Uh, Great. What do we talk about here on the High Game, John? Uh, Cactuses, deserts, uh, guitars. Great. Great. That's fun. I like talking about guitars. And beverages. Yeah, and beverages. Yeah. I like talking about those. This could be pretty good, I think. I think I'm very excited about it. It's a beautiful day. It's pretty good. Yeah. We've worked through some technical difficulties. Yeah, which is no mean feat for people like us. Right, exactly. Because uh, we, we're, we're dumb. Yeah, so uh, we've, we've got a guest with us again today. We do have a guest. I'm pretty excited about that. We've Who? got Justin Abernathy from Abernathy Guitars. Yes. Hey, Justin. How you doing? Good, good, really good. How many of these have you done, Justin? How many podcasts have you done? Uh, this is it right here. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it. We've got one of your guitars here, too. We do. We should probably just hop right into it, don't yeah, you think? I think maybe so. <laughs> Beverages. Yeah. Hey, Justin, we like to talk about what we're drinking. And uh-huh. today we're drinking some Jones sodas again. Have you ever had one? Like one of the strawberry ones or something. Kind of like a fancy bottle with a black and white sticker. Yep, that's them. Yeah, I got a strawberry lime right here in front of me. What do you have, John? I've got a berry soda. Berry. And I got to tell you, the color of each of our beverages is red because we wanted to match this fine, fine Abernathy guitar I'm holding. (laughs) What are you drinking, Justin? I'm out of the party right now. I'm just having water. I didn't know. I was not aware. Otherwise, I would have came <laughs> probably with the lime Jarito or a, or a, a Mandarin or one of those. The Jaritos are really great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Are you going straight out of the tap or did you go all fancy water? No, we're going tap. We got minerals and all that going on. So you're getting some press right now. I saw you're in like the upcoming issue of Premier Guitar. Is that right? Yeah, it was uh, their online um, New Gear showcase. Cool. So you make these guitars, these Abernathy guitars, but in looking on uh, the interweb machine, we find that you've got a pretty long history of building. How did you start? I just got, I think, real lucky right out of high school, and uh, I was able to take on a job repair apprenticing. Gene Baker came back to town right as uh, the music store I was working at was about to shut down. I just kind of started working for him immediately after the shop shut. And then I was working with Gene at Baker Guitars until that shop shut down. <laughs> and then I went to Ernie Ball Music there in San Luis, which is like a half an hour here from my house, and uh, did that for a few years. And then uh, moved over to National Resophonic, which is just a few miles from Ernie Ball, and did that for a few years. So, you know, aside from my just love for the guitar and I've just had all these opportunities that have just literally come come to me kind of in a way, you know. So it's just always kind of felt like uh, fate. Yeah, it seems like it. So at the point where you went out on your own, how'd you make that decision? Well, it was kind of made for me in a way. I got laid off and uh, it kind of just forced me to start my own thing. I'd, I'd already built the first speed prototype. I was like, well, maybe I should just try this out. And, uh, you know, I work here for my house, so... I don't really have a lot of overhead or anything like that. Full-on shop right there at the house. It's not much to look at, but yeah, it's all happening right here. Totally. Cool. How did you decide what kind of guitar you wanted to build? A lot of my memory is a giant black hole. I've been sober for two years now, and I was drinking heavily for about 20. So a lot of my reasoning isn't so clear, but um, basically what it came down to was... Um, I just really love those two guitar shapes. The Mustang was my favorite guitar, um, and the SG. Yeah, right. I just wanted to put them together. I've yeah. always loved the look of Fender guitars, the colors, and the chrome plating and all that, but I've always loved the feel of a set neck. I was trying to sell raffle tickets I had. I think I had 100 tickets, and I was selling them for 20 bucks a piece. So basically, I was trying to pay for the guitar with the money I was making from the raffle. But it took like two years to sell the 100 tickets. So we finally did that. So first was the Steed? Uh-huh. Steed, then All Access, then Red Rocket? Yeah, and actually there was another model in there that was between the Steed and the All Access, which was the Mistress model, which was kind of a take on uh, like a Jazzmaster meets the Mustang kind of thing again. Um, you know, all these guitars were kind of like the stepping stones to the Sonic Empress model now. I finally was able to get the vision out of my head but it took building all these other guitars to you know to finally stumble across it the all access did you have kind of that ovation solid body in mind it looks a little deacony with maybe instead of the rounded top have you heard that before you know uh it was kind of like my take on an sg without looking like an sg at all whatsoever right you know, one of the problems that I didn't really care for with the Steed model is getting your finger up in that horn. It always kind of just wasn't as slick to, you know, access the upper frets there. Sure. So I wanted to build something that, you know, you could just get right on top of the fingerboard. Yeah, I dig that guitar a lot. That's a cool shape. And you're making another one, you said? Yeah, you know, I've been wanting to do another run of them. Part of the problem I have is like I have way more ideas than I have the physical time to build them. Right. So, you know, I'm just kind of all over the place. <laughs> I think your relicking work is pretty amazing. Almost everything I've seen has been relicked, right? Like to some degree. Yeah. Your relicking on this one we've got, it's amazing. Thank you. 
Some of them actually have vintage parts. Um, a lot of the ones with the foils, those are all real vintage DR Mons. The thing I like about it is just it's such a light touch. It's not that thing like so relic that the whole back is destroyed. Yeah. How would you play a guitar to that degree? <laughs> and yeah. this thing is like just subtly on the body and there's just little dings. And then the checking is great. Yeah. Great. I've mentioned this is a Red Rocket High Flyer style. Essentially what it is is an offset body with two humbuckers. And these are the Lawler Imperials, yes? Yeah. Hardtail, three on a side headstock, tone and volume, and a pickup switch. Oh, and it's a set neck, rosewood fingerboard. It feels just great. How much of any of the designs you've done so far are just custom? Like if people contacted you and said, I want a Mustang or whatever. People come at me wanting all kinds of stuff, um, yeah. mainly like SGs, because uh, I had a few SG models, one, the LSG, which was the lawsuit guitar, and then the SMG, which is the one that I've kind of continued to make for custom order, kind of uh, Melody Maker meets SG. It's an SG oh. body shape, but the, the neck comes in a little bit earlier, and it's got the Melody Maker pick guard. Tell me about this headstock. You mentioned that you started out with the kind of paddle headstock and now you've kind of settled into a, a certain vibe here. On the one end of the headstock where it points out, how'd you come up with that shape? I kind of have called it the broken crown. Like if it was symmetrical, you know, it would have the, the cutaway on both oh, sides yeah. and kind of have right. a crown shape. And that was kind of an underdog thing, like with the whole bottom line guitars. I thought maybe it kind of mirrors the Gibson horn shape on the bottom. Oh. Like, like I kind of thought it was mirroring that SG shape. On one hand, it, I was just trying to make up something that was going to be easy for me to make over and over again and something that looked cool. But the top where it scoops out, I was kind of trying to have it follow the body shape in some way. The current stuff you're doing, or a lot of it, you've gone to a slotted headstock. Yeah, that was something that I originally was only offering on my King Steed model, which was basically this uh, hollow body steed. It was kind of a nod, I guess you could say, to National Resophonic. I just always thought that the open headstock was bitching looking, you know, and I just wanted to try it out and see if it was even possible. Right. You know, I'm not really one of those guys that thinks guitar is made out of, you know, half a dozen pieces of wood. It's not going to have the tone. I think that's a bunch of, you know, I don't know. I think if it's built right, the guitar is going to play and ring the way it should. And I don't think a lot of it has to do with how many pieces of wood comprise the guitar. I am 100% on that page. And like people who are just, oh my God, the wood matters so much. And this tone would <laughs> like, fuck you. Come on. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I. I mean, it certainly plays a role um, as far as the tone of the guitar. Uh, I would say more acoustically, you know, than when it's plugged in. But yeah. I think that anyone's sound comes out of their fingers and how they attack the guitar. You want to hear this thing, Ed? Yeah, I do. I oh. want to hear you play it. All right, here it is, clean. Listen to that. Brisk. Neck pickup. Bridge pickup. For those of you who like pedals, last week we spoke with Recovery Effects with Greg and Zara, and it turns out they know our man Justin. So I've got a Pearl Fuzz here. Nice. And I've got it set up the middle. Up the middle. If I put the Recovery oh. Effects Phantom Operator on there for fun. Yeah. Hit that other button. 
Every pedal needs to make that noise. <laughs> yeah. Ed brought a red pedal. Pink. What is this, Ed? Yeah, that's a uh, quiet theory prelude. Reverb on one side, delay on the other? That's correct. Yep. Why don't I just put them both on? Okay. It's kind of in the ambient world. Uh, like, the effect is pretty subtle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a super overbearing delay or reverb, I would say. That's nice. You can never have too many pedals or guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so you guys are right there in West Seattle, huh? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. been to um, Skylark? Sure have. Yeah, yeah. Just right off the West Seattle Bridge. Yep. That's so. my buddy Matt's joint there. He moved up to Washington years and years ago, and they uh, bought the Skylark West. Yeah. So another thing with your guitars, are they totally numbered sequentially so like i saw one of the more recent ones is like a 51 that's literally your 51st guitar yeah there are a few that are out of order like i may have built the neck but the body didn't get built but yeah they're pretty much in order they're stamped on the top right yeah yeah that's cool that was another take back from uh from national resophonic that's how they do it there i just i just always thought it was tough the way they were stamped on top like that so you are one by one building these things out and the next you're totally doing by hand, everything by hand, right? Yeah. I generally will build the necks first because they're, you know, a lot more difficult than, than building the bodies. I saw that you're using uh, more and more salvaged wood. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, here I am talking about how uh, the wood doesn't matter. <laughs> I've been using this 100-year-old reclaimed fur that I found at a local uh, reclaimed lumber place. The stuff is just real dense. You feel it more than you hear it. Yeah. Yep. There's a base on your Instagram page that's got a sunburst finish on it. Yeah. Is that with that wood? Totally, totally. Yep. That was the last one I finished right before going to NAMP. I really haven't built any more since then, except for these uh, these couple that I have in paint right now. That bass is killer. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's one of my favorites right now. Do you have that? Yeah, that, that one's here. Someone needs to get on Reverb if it's on Reverb or whatever, because that thing is killer. Yeah, holy like crap. The, Look the, at that thing. <laughs> that one's really that, photogenic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody likes the pictures, you know, um, but to actually handle one is a totally different thing. I think I expected it to be a really chunky guitar, and it's not at all. For as substantial as this thing looks, it's actually pretty light, and it yeah. just plays great. Solid mahogany, and too. You can get so far up on the neck on that. Yeah. Like that the thing you were saying about ability to get just way up there is like totally oh john's <laughs> wow yeah the knobs and the little pickup selector are also red yeah it originally had a, a pit guard that was red as well and that's when it was really the red rocket all red and at some point i pushed out you know i, I second guess myself <laughs> on things a lot and i've, I've kind of stopped doing that but it's like a mental thing we do a different guitar every episode 
and three quarters, maybe more, maybe like 80% of the guitars we do, both of us are just like, eh, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, no That's all right. This is not one of those. It's not. This is not <laughs> one of those guitars. This is like, oh, both of us are, yeah, this one's really cool. Oh, that's awesome, man. You know, a lot of people contact me and say, well, you know, I, I want to buy your guitar, but there's not a lot said on them online. There's not a lot of reviews. And it's like, well, help me out there, buddy. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're on number like lower 60s or something, right? There's not a lot of these out there. Lately, I've just been sending them out. We've talked a lot about how it's really amazing when people do what you're doing, the step of like actually, nope, I'm just going to go start my company and build these things by hand. And I think both John and I realize how terrifying that must be. I don't feel like America right now is built to support that small business thing in the way that yeah. maybe in the past it was a little easier. I'm a total knucklehead when it comes to that. Like, I think I'm just too, <laughs> too ignorant to, to realize I, I've just kind of been willing it and just trudging forward. Totally. What's up next for Abernathy? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> right now I just need like one or two guys that will get behind me. Do we got any, uh, examples of people playing a, uh, Abernathy guitar? I think we do. Spirit in the Room. Nice. This song is called The Future Uh, Is Immediate. I'm ready for it. Yeah. That's pretty cool, huh? Put your in the knife. What guitar is this recorded with? I believe he's playing a Steed. It's either his uh, King Steed or he's got a Steed Standard. What's the difference between those two? The Steed Standard is a solid body and the King Steed's a hollow body. Oh. Oh, oh okay. That's cool. Chambered. He was one of the first guys to buy one of the Steeds. He's got like number three or number four. Wow. This is what I really like about these guitars. You know, everybody plays differently. You mentioned it earlier. It's what your fingers do. And I tend to really just lean in. I will smack a guitar. To hear that this thing will hold up and it won't fart out or get compressed sounding or buzzy or anything like that. I build them from the standpoint of a working guitar player. You know, a volume knob, a tone control, a switch, two pickups. Uh, Not a lot of frill to it. Two pickups and the truth, Ed. (laughs) That's right. You know, I grew up listening to punk rock. For me, as a guitar player, I'm I'm always about the distortion or the fuzz. That's like the standpoint I'm building from. I guess we're going to have to move to Guadalupe and start a band. Yeah. I guess it's settled. We'll just come live on your couch. Yeah. Exactly. Bring it. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Best way to get in touch with you is Instagram and AbernathyGuitars.com. Bottom line guitars at Gmail. If anybody is uh, like wanting to order a guitar, talk guitars or anything like that. Bottom line guitars. For all the up-to-date progress, Instagram, I'm on there quite a bit. Everyone sort of contacts us through Instagram, even though we have Facebook and Twitter. Everything just goes through Instagram, it seems like. You know, um, I was like one of the last guys to the game as far as, you know, getting on MySpace and and Instagram and and what have you. And, if you know, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would have been making some of the best friends that I have, it's pretty crazy. (laughs) Like, especially being at NAMM and 
actually meeting a lot of people that I've you know been having conversations with for over a year now. And, you know, face to face, it's like we've known each other forever. Got to tell our viewers, Ed. Yeah. You should all go look at Abernethy Guitars. Yeah. Because the uh, stuff Justin is making is on point. And a thing that we are not into here on the High Gain Central is talking about like resale value and like, oh, ah. go do that thing. Like, it's just not really a... We're pretty big into if you like the guitar, just buy it and play it. All of that being said, though, I was thinking that like PRS, when that dude went to Nam and showed off his Nam guitars, uh -huh. and he was down in the like 30 number of he only had 30 or 40 guitars. He brought 20 right? with him. Right? Those guitars are incredibly valuable today. A few people started buying them and it snowballed. Yep. And I am not advocating going out and buying a guitar because it's got like number 60 stamped on the neck, but but you should do like, that. But <laughs> you know, the Abernathy guitars are like super low in numbers right now and yep. that could change. I'm not advocating speculative guitar buying just cuz, but you could actually have number 40 yeah. if you wanted it. I am just dumb impressed with this thing. So, uh, <laughs> Is that about right that people should buy them just because, you know, like in a couple of years here, you're going to be on guitar number 8,000. You never know. He's not going to be talking to our sorry asses right. anymore. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Remember us. Remember yeah. us when you're, you know, all, all big and famous. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about your buddies. Hey, you guys were the first right here to give me a, to give me a voice. So I will not forget for sure. Sweet. Excellent. Why don't you uh, hit the outro theme, John, and okay, then we'll I'm hitting pick it, it up. Okay, we're doing uh, we're doing outro theme, Ed. Wasn't that fun? That was a lot of fun. I uh, like talking to you, Justin. You did great. Yeah, you did great. Oh, now we can't say, hear say thanks, Justin. Okay. Imagine Justin saying thanks to us. Oh, there we go. Uh, he's saying Great. thanks. Uh, yeah, you yeah. can imagine he's saying thanks. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, find us on Instagram. Yep. The High Gain. High Gain. Find us anywhere you find us. But yeah. more importantly, yeah. you owe it to yourself to look at Abernathy Guitars. And, God damn it. Yeah. And to buy a High Gain t-shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, bye, Justin. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much.